welcome to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 7 forecast with your wonderful hosts, me, Gav, and you, Scott. How are you? Good. Great. Um, as always... You don't give me a lot to work with with these introductions. Mate, you've got to be the, the master of your own destiny. If all you want to say is good, that's on you. Um, admin, as always, uh, join our private league, Q8ZM. 2s is the code q8zm2s at bench boost boys is us on twitter make sure you send through any mailbag questions for us please uh, benchboostboys.club is the website um have you had a look to see what's going on in the bench boost boys private league this week yep paxton still at the top with the vestal virgils on 460 points total a huge it's a huge total i would have loved to have hit the 400 points mark by now but he's 62 over that wow and next in line very far behind no, only by seven, missing out by seven points. A guy wow. called Neil Thomas with Wrexham, followed up by Mark Porter Queens, Mark Rangers on 426 points. So there's not a heck of a lot of difference at the top. Um, Wrexham, uh, Neil Thomas got 69 points, which is a bloody good score for the game. Week. It's the sex number two. What do you mean? 69. What does it mean? I, I don't know. I just heard bigger boys talk about it. Um, well, good on Dave Paxton then. He's been top of the league since literally game week one. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a true thing. That's a true fact. Dropping facts. Um, all right. So <laughs> follow us for more facts. <laughs> yeah. For more really relevant mind-blowing, mind-blowing specific podcast like facts. Okay. And on that note, let's get into how we got on in game week six. Bench boss boys. Game week six. It's a wrap. How'd you get on? I got on well. I um not wearing my glasses, but <laughs> eight points above the average. The average was low this week, 43. In fact, there was a player in our league who scored something like 32 points. Pathetic. Who was that? Don't know. Um, no, we're not, we don't judge here. We don't judge harshly, but it was Ben. <laughs> what a loser. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, um, just above the game week average yet again. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah, sorry, I just took yours. Uh, I had to, I had quite a few blanks this week. Basically, my entire defense except Connor Cody blanked. Connor Cody got six points, um, which was nice because I bought him in only a couple of weeks ago. Um, Captain Salah, he got seven points, so I got fourteen from there. He got he got a goal. Um, didn't get any bonus points, which is strange for Salah because he's usually up there with the bonus points. Well, it was a three-all game that. He was a cracking. You called that, didn't you? Yeah, I was half joking, but I did. I did call that, and it happened. Yeah. Uh, Jota scored a goal as well, got me seven points, so it wouldn't have mattered who I captained between those two. Uh, Antonio, he would have been my other captaincy choice, um, and he got a, a goal and three bonus for eight points. Uh, Tony got an assist for five points. The rest of them blanked. Biggest disappointment, obviously, was probably Ronaldo. Weird that uh, you know United lost to Villa, 1-0. And it was a, there was a missed penalty, and Ronaldo didn't even take it. Yeah, so that answered our question of if both of the players are on the field, who would take the pens? And uh, I guess the answer is still up in the air because very much so. Bruno's just skied one, absolutely yeah, skied and then it. Yeah, Solskjaer took a, a load of flack afterwards for how that went down. I think he answered. I think when the media came to him and said, you know, what do you think of that penalty? I think he handled it quite well just to say Bruno wouldn't normally miss. You know, he's a great penalty taker. I'm sure he'll yeah. be just as gutted as the rest of the fans. Are. I know, but there's also just been lots of questions about, mm, Ronaldo should have taken it. Oh, yeah, but there's always going to be if someone misses. Um, so I finished the game week rank with a, a rank of um, 1.8 million. That was my game week rank. Um, mm. My overall rank is sitting at 593,000, so a small green arrow. Uh, overall points sitting at 398, so two points off 400. Um, 
and I can see you were very close to me. Yeah, doesn't feel great. 50 points, only just because, you know, the competitive nature of our uh, FPL relationship. So our relationship in general. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, To finish one point behind you this game week on 50. But, uh, yeah, as again, every single game week so far this season, um, I've just been marginally better than the game week average. So things could be a lot worse, but I'm still waiting for a big monster game week and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, Similar situation as you in defence because we've got quite a few similar players there. Um, For the second week in a row, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, uh, wrong keeper pick for me. I played Sanchez and not Martinez. Martinez on the bench with nine points. Um, Yeah, so Cresswell, Alexander-Arnold and Shaw all blanked. Connor Cody got with the clean sheet. Uh, Other blanks were, well... In a way, Gallagher from Palace, but only because he got that yellow card. You know, we talk about how we go five points is a good return. Yeah. He got an assist. He's 5.2 mil. He's a cheapie. um, And I brought him in before the game week started. Mm. He came in for Suchek. Um, So, yeah, he got an assist. And that's promising, but only four points. And then, yeah, as you said, Ronaldo. Ronaldo blanked. Otherwise, pretty good going. Yeah, Cody with that clean sheet. Damari Gray uh, got six. I captain Salah as well, so turned seven into 14. Rafinha. Uh, eight points. That was good because he was a bit of a doubt whether he play or not. Uh, and then Tony of Brentford with that assist for five points. So 50. Uh, gave me a game week, game week rank of uh, two mil. My overall now is 1.3. And it just feels like I'm very slowly edging towards getting inside that mil. Um, Did but- we talk about uh, in our first episode of the season what our goals were for this season? I don't know. I know I finished just under half a mil at the end of last season. I think, uh, to be honest, I'm not sure if we did, but I would tell you right now, as lofty as it might sound, given where I currently am, my goal, I would say, is to get in the top 100,000. That's my goal too. Yeah. We have the same hopes and dreams, Gavin. Yeah, watch them get shattered. (laughs) Yeah, let's take take a break and then do our watch list. I'll just wipe these tears up. All right. Bench boss, boys. Watch list time, Scott. What's happened on yours? Uh, removed three players. Edward for Crystal Palace. Just don't like the fact that he's not getting 90 minutes. Did he not get 90 at the weekend? I know he started. No, he didn't. But he did. Benteke came off for him. He started, didn't score. Yeah. Um, still think there's some potential there, but I just think there's some other better options up front. And <clears throat> I did recently add one, so I'll get to that in a hot minute. Uh, Greenwood from Man United. He's come off just... Don't know, just not really feeling him anymore. Uh, and Ferran Torres, a couple of game weeks now where he hasn't hasn't yeah. uh, played enough minutes for me. Added this week, I added uh, Saar from Wolves. Yeah, I've already got Saar from Watford. He's on there. This is Saar SA. Uh, he only offers fifty percent of what Saar does, but I think he's still <laughs> phenomenal. He scored a um, got an assist actually uh, in uh, that game. That game. Who uh, scored that? Jimenez. Oh uh, yeah, Southampton and Wolves. Mm. Uh, so uh, you know, I think he had uh, a cracking fixture. He's only four point five mil, so it's all right. Definitely a, a keeper to keep an eye on. Is he? Did I make that up? It might be five mil. I don't know, Scott. You just seem you dangerously unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saka and Emil Smith Rowe for Arsenal. I just think they they are going well as yeah. individuals and as a team. Arsenal, you know. Bit of momentum now. and a big win against Tottenham. Huge. Um, and Neil Malpay. There you go. Yeah, I feel a little bit weird having him on my watch list. because, But I just found this out today. He scored four goals in six games. That's a good return. Yeah, for someone his price. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, Want to do a quick rundown of who else is left on your list? Oh, yeah, but I was just looking at Saar. He's actually five mil. All right, but for a starting goalkeeper, though, that's... Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, especially one who gets assists, apparently. Yeah. Um, Who else is on my watch list? Uh, I'll just... I'm just going to throw the names out there. Uh, Gallagher... Tierney, Cancelo, Pogba, Lukaku, Bamford, Rafinha, Gray, Townsend, Decore, Me, Alonso, Saar, Watford, Saar, Livermento, James, Rudiger, Alan St. Maximum. I think if I was pulling a wild card together, uh, a lot of the names on my watch list would be the ones that- 100%. And the ones that are on my field. It's the point of a wild card, isn't it, really? That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, uh, I have turfed out. Ferran Torres, same reasons you gave. Buendia for Villa. Um, I don't know if it's fitness or what. I know there was all that hullabaloo when um, Argentina and, and took a bunch of Premier League players and then they were in isolation or whatever for a while. Um, uh, and I've removed Gallagher for Crystal Palace, but that's only because I brought him into my team. Yeah, it can't be on your watch list and yeah. on your list list. It's just not it's against the rules. You just can't do that. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, uh, added House for Villa. Um yeah, let's keep an eye on him. Obviously, he scored a goal. That, that goal was great. That glancing mm. near post header. Uh, he also gave away the penalty that Man United missed. Um, but yeah, I, I like the look of him, so I'm going to keep an eye on him. Uh, Cancelo, City, just, you know, dominant City. He's an expensive asset. I think he's like 6.1 mil. But... Yeah, he is. But there's a bit of an injury cloud over Trent at the moment. He's 25% chance of playing. Yeah, um, that's an option. We've got the injury, uh, the international break coming up. Yeah. So if uh, Trent is actually injured long-term, how long is long-term? Does he come back after the international break? Does he? Yep. Is he out for even longer than that? So Time will tell us always. Yeah. Cancelo could be a good switch out. Um, Saka, big fan of Saka, and also, as you say, Arsenal got that big result. And what have they got now? Three wins in a row. Um, Decore, Everton, can't be ignored. Saar for Watford, same story. And uh, Thiago Silva, Chelsea. Uh, and then... Guys that I already had on the watch list who remain. Vardy. Um, I should have removed Ronaldo. He's on here. I've just explained the rules. You can't have him on your watch list, Scott, if you've got them in your team. I'll have to remove him. Antonio, Son, Fernandez, Pogba, Benrama, James, Duffy, Greenwood, Lukaku, Edward, Marcel, Townsend, Rudiger, Alonso, and San Maximan. Nice. Yeah, pretty good. Very, very similar watch lists. Well, <clears throat> that's pretty common in FBL, I think. Well, we're all watching means... the same football. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it even means that we both know what we're doing or we both don't know what we're doing. Well, clearly by our, our overall ranks, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Let's so. talk more about what we don't know what we're doing. For game week seven. <laughs> good sentence structure, Scott. <laughs> Scott does good words. Mm. All right, quick break, and then we'll uh, have a run through game week seven fixtures. Bench plus boys. Game week seven fixtures kicks off with Manchester United at home to Everton. Um, as you've pointed out here, both teams are equal on points currently. Yeah, 13 After points. Games. Unlucky mm. for some. Uh, Shaw's on 75% with a knock. Maguire, half 25%. Richarlison, maybe not back to the 17th of October. Calvert-Lewin. Now, if FPL's injury list is to be believed, he will be back this game week. I would say he's one of the ones where you wait until the press conferences the day or two before the game. Yep, that's always a good idea. Um, um, I yeah. think this week, particularly, it's particularly important to wait to make your transfers. And I say that as someone that's already made mine, uh, given there's Europa and Champions League fixtures. Mm. Um, and I've seen someone's team today. I think it was yours. 
something like six flags. Yep. Yep. That's there's gonna mine. be there's gonna be at least Yeah. At least one or two of those players probably will play. Yeah. That's just guessing which ones. No, probability wise, I think you're right. There are a couple of them are knocks. So some are, some are going to play, but it's still not a pretty picture. What have I got to say? You've you've changed the microphone setting, so I have to sit close so I can barely read this. So I'm just oh, I, and I can't zoom in. Oh god, I hate oh, it. Oh god. Um, I I think probably the the biggest thing for me on this in this uh, <clears throat> game week is. Uh, We'll jump. I'm not going to jump to the last game now, but Liverpool are playing Man City, which means Salah is probably not the best captaincy choice. So mm. people that have uh, two premiums and one of those premiums is Ronaldo might be looking because everyone else has Salah. Everyone has Salah. Yeah. If you don't have Salah, you're a weirdo. <laughs> but if you've got Ronaldo, this is probably the fixture where you're looking at it going, maybe the armband goes on on um, Bruno. Bruno Fernandes. So yeah. always a risk putting the armband on, on, a, on your on a player playing in the first game of the game week, I think, because it it's, it sets your entire weekend well, up. For uh, yeah, only only from a mental point of view, which is a pretty good point of view. But yeah, I know what you mean. If you've captained the guy in the first game and he fluffs it, your weekend's ruined. Yeah, you might as well, you know, <laughs> your, got, got your relationships faith, are going to break down. Yeah, which, gonna be which ones you've got left. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. what, what are you thinking, though? I mean, I... I I'm still I, doing it. I would spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Man United, Everton, like you, you would fancy Man United to win, but Everton are doing okay. Oh, I would have fancied Man United to beat Villa last week. Yeah, Everton are playing well. They yeah. are playing well, but they're playing. I don't know that they're playing particularly well defensively. Yeah, maybe, maybe we I mean, could look at the stats, but we won't. <laughs> but we could. Yeah, what? Well, well, that's not fun. Um, all right. Well. Maybe uh, Fernandez or Ronaldo for the armband then. Well, yeah, have you got either? I have Ronaldo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, moving swiftly on to the yawn match of the week, as you've called it. Burnley versus Norwich. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about that. I don't have anything to say about that. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Chelsea at home to Southampton. Chel- this, this is the big one. If you've got Lukaku, you kept on Lukaku. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good shout, though, for anyone who is thinking about... I mean, uh, James is still out, 25% with ankle. Mount is 75% with a knock. But um, people who are looking towards maybe um, Alonso, Rudiger, or even Thiago Silva, be a good shout for this game, I reckon. Yeah, I know that um, Chelsea's been particularly good defensively. Uh, they lost last week 1-0 to Man City. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, tight. it was a tight game. It was. Did we, we, we watched that, didn't we? We did. Yeah, so long ago. <laughs> who scored? Uh, Jesus. A football man. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Which is strange. Yeah, someone's got to do it. Yeah. Well, I think, um, good shout. Alonso's pretty expensive, 6.1 mil. Uh, yeah. Rudiger's probably a little bit more of a yeah. budget pick for that defence. In direct comparison to Alonso, absolutely. And Silver is actually the highest in terms of form mm. right now. So, from from that Chelsea defence. great, great player, so. Thiago Silva. Um yeah, so, yeah, maybe you're right. Lukaku, I don't have Lukaku, um, but given that, as you said earlier, Liverpool playing Man City, um, Lukaku also potentially a good uh, <clears throat> good shout for for the armband. Oh, he's the best shout for this week. If you if you put a poll up on Twitter, if you look for any polls on Twitter, Polish people, no uh, polls for FPL polls to, for the captaincy, right? Uh, Lukaku will be the the top pick easily, easily. Oh, no, no, I've got FOMO. Have you got Lukaku? No. Well, if, if 
fuck it, should we just turn turn this podcast off? Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, then it's Leeds Watford. I think Watford are going to be gunning for this, aren't they? There's a Leeds still without a win, still with a shitload of injury problems, uh, including Bamford ankle injury, unknown return date. Rafinha seventy five percent hip. I mean, he obviously did play last weekend when he had the same status. Um, was it the same? Yeah. Was it hip? Yeah, it was. Uh, ailing, 50% knee for anyone who's gone for him. Um, yeah, Watford will be up for this, but it's Leeds at home, still gunning for that first win. Um, <clears> I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't put the armband on Rafinha, but I am hoping that he'll uh, he'll deliver. Um, up front, I guess they probably go with Rodrigo again. That would be a pretty uh, obtuse out there differential pick for anyone who's feeling particularly brave yeah no, um, I don't see any flag on Harrison then no I guess he's good now must be yeah he'll get his 60 minutes yeah I don't know because Daniel James hasn't settled that great if he's genuinely fit because obviously he had COVID or yeah no well I think I think Harrison will start but you still think but James I think will come on later I think he'll get 60 67 minutes yeah maybe um, well, well all that said though they might oh, he bloody be able to like Tyler Roberts doesn't he but otherwise because James can play both wings he could come on for Rafinha or he might end up starting with Harrison and Rafinha uh, sorry Harrison and Daniel James if Rafinha is really not ready um, but yeah yeah Leeds will definitely be looking to put their strongest 11 on because they, they need they need a win they need to stop this momentum that they've they can, not, not got but the team is not going to be any better than last week yeah but they played well last week did we watch that game <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Um, you, were pre- you were pretty tired by that point. That's um, quite sleepy. Yeah. It was over like Leeds, midnight till 2.30. Leeds frustrated the shit out of me. But um, well, it, the annoying bit is I think people expected West Ham to win that game because West Ham are doing well. And was Leeds it one all? Of, uh, no, West Ham won in the end 2-1. <gasps> oh, you're still sleepy now. Oh, yeah. God, oh, I need to get out of this coma, boring mate. Boring talking about Leeds. Well, the annoying thing was that Leeds were 1-0 up for a lot of the game and then West Ham just put the pressure on. It was uh, with an own goal and then they got a goal later, much later on. Antonio scored. Antonio, yeah. yeah. Always um, Antonio. So as a, as a Leeds fan, I'm a little nervous about this. Um, yeah, time will tell as always. Uh, Wolves hosting Newcastle in the next game. Callum Wilson's still out, not back probably for another couple of weeks. Um, Alison Maxman, yeah, he's been awesome, hasn't he? Yeah, he's in great form for Newcastle. He's in, um, I think he's probably a, a level above the rest of that Newcastle team. Yeah. I, and I mean that genuinely. I think he's he's the kind of player that's going to end up playing for a top-tier club somewhere. Apparently, uh, I think, was it Liverpool and Chelsea are interested? I don't know how that works with Chelsea. They've got so many players. Um, and, and Liverpool as well, you know, Firmino, Jota. Like, but I think... Easy. Oh, goodness me. Smashing the table. I think... Um, I think for a player like Alan Maximum, and this is just the advice that I'm going to give him, because he listens to this podcast. Obviously. Um just don't go to a team like that. Just yeah, don't do it. Don't stay at Newcastle. Don't stay at Newcastle. Don't be an idiot. But West Ham or Everton. Or... Actually, West Ham would be a great club for them because they need that. They need a backup for Antonio. Do you know what? That would be really good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Alan St. Maximin at West Ham. With, be... Imagine the two of them playing up front together. That'd be really good. Um, My advice. Speaking of um, Alan St. Maximin, if you've currently got Bamford, that's not a bad pivot. Um, or Antonio, the aforementioned Antonio. Those are good replacements for Bamford if you've got him because he's obviously on an unknown return date. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you've got if you've got Bamford this week's week week to move him on. Another Connor Cody clean sheet, maybe. 
Mm. The only reason I'm not confident is because of Alan Saint Maximin. I think he's so good. he's yeah. I think he's in such good form that you know he's going to pose a risk to any defense, mm-hmm. and he and he's the kind of player that. Uh, He's very much like Adama Traore in that he'll just run at defenders, yep. but he's not like Adama Traore in that he'll get his shots on target. Yeah, that's fair. Harsh but fair. Um, yeah, that goal he scored against Leeds, he just ran across the entire box, just getting dropping the shoulder, getting past those Leeds defenders, and yeah, he scored the goal. Um, Brighton and Hove Albion versus Arsenal. Arsenal coming off the back of three wins in a row, including a uh, North London derby win, which is huge for them. Brighton have defended particularly well. Malpe, as you said, is actually, it turns out, quite quietly, got about some fine form, four goals in six games. Should be a good match, this. Yeah, I think it will be, because Brighton's been a bit of a surprise package this season. We knew that they'd be good defensively. I think a lot of FPL managers jumped onto the Sanchez bandwagon. They were, they were, a lot of them were after Dunk and Veltman and players like that. One bit of trivia for you then. I assume this will be the first time that um, Ben What's-His-Face is going back to Brighton. Ben White? Yeah. What's-His-Face, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in, yeah, so Brighton have defended really well in spite of the fact they lost him and, he, and he's gone to Arsenal. So that'll be interesting to see his return there. Only um, slight downer for Brighton is Basuma, 75% knee. So might play, might not. Mm. I think... Um for me, this game is going to be all about can they take uh, can, can Arsenal take the momentum of that um, mm. that three one win over Spurs, yeah. their biggest rival into yeah. this game because if they can, I, I don't think oh, this is going to feel a little bit out of place given how much shit I gave them in the first three fixtures, which was <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah, I don't think I see Brighton winning this game. I think Arsenal can actually can actually beat them, even though they're at home. Got, um, I think it's got a board draw written all over it. You reckon? Yeah, nil, nil all? Nil, nil. No, you're not allowed to say nil all anymore. Ben told you off. Oh. Um, yeah. This is Australia, mate. <laughs> I'll say nil all if I have to. <laughs> Get him kicked out. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a draw, that one. Uh, nil, nil. Crystal Palace versus Leicester. Um, Leicester, do you know the, the best thing about Leicester so far this season has been Jamie Vardy? Yeah. And we spend a lot of time criticising Brendan Rodgers for not playing Iheanacho. Yeah. Which is ironic considering Vardy's actually been a great... He's been great, hasn't he? Yeah, great striker. But He's like the old Vardy of old. Yeah, but I feel like he's I almost... I said old on, on purpose twice there because he's old. He's he, like 50. He's almost... He's not. He's almost overperforming while the rest of the team is underperforming. I mean, I know it's not just Vardy, but I feel like no, that's a fair I, feel, I feel like the rest of Leicester are actually underperforming a little bit compared to last season. Yeah, and Vard, like put it this way, if Vardy was playing half as well; they'd be in a bit of trouble, I reckon. Yeah, I think um, a, a player that we've kind of ignored over the course of the last year and a half is probably Yuri Tielemans. Yeah, um, and he, but a lot of a lot of their play goes through him. He's he's actually a, a great player. He is. I just don't know that he's a great FPL asset. You know, everyone talks about James and Madison and it's that kind of holding midfield thing, though, isn't it? Like I know he takes some free kicks and stuff, but did I say James? James is Madison. James yeah. Madison. You've done that before, Harvey Barnes. You? Harvey Barnes and yeah. James Madison. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace. Uh, I assume that Edward will start again. Um, let's see if he can actually score a few more goals. Uh, Zaha's actually in pretty good form, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, 
Is he still out? Long-term injury? Just no idea. When just stop back. talking about him. <laughs> we have to get I'd, over him. Uh, Let's move on. I just don't. I just think that's sad. We have to remember he exists. Um, Tottenham versus Aston Villa will also be a very competitive game because Villa have been doing really well. I suppose haven't. Three, suppose three losses. A, they're in a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, they were three wins, top of the table, and then three losses. And they're mid-table. I mean, Son's been their best player. Yeah. Um, Reguillon's done okay when they haven't been losing. Harry Kane. Harry Kane, I don't know. Where is he? I don't know. And, and the, a lot of the blame has definitely been pointed towards Nuno. Um, not No idea how fair that is, but we can only really judge him on the results. And not being that great. So maybe Villa to compound that misery. This is, you know, football. football is one of those businesses where you're expected to make a huge loss financially. Mm. Your success is measured on the results on the field. And uh, Spurs, they have missed out financially by not selling Kane. <laughs> it oh, hasn't God. benefited them at all. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the mistake they've made potentially is getting Nuno in, but that might be a little bit early and a bit harsh. Um, but yeah, I, I almost fancy Villa to snatch the win in this game. But yeah, we'll have to have to find out. Uh, Penultimate game of the game week, West Ham versus Brentford. I mean, Brentford just scored three goals against Liverpool. Brentford are the best promoted side this season. They're just going great guns. Oh, especially if you compare them to Norwich. Um, oh, well, who was the other one that was promoted? Watford? Yeah. Yeah. They're doing okay. They're not doing too bad. They've got six points, but, uh, but Brentford are actually flying. But they're like polar opposites, aren't they, Brentford and Norwich? Um, Norwich at the foot of the table. Norwich... Might not be a bad bet to say that they might not get a single point this season. Oh my God, that's never happened. Um, West Ham, I, I've really enjoyed West Ham this season and last season. Um, but Brentford, I don't know. Uh, obviously, I'd like to see Tony getting the goals. I think we all would. You and I, I mean, we've kept the faith. And, we, we and you know, he's. Even got an assist last week. He's averaging five points a game. I'll take that. Oh, we will. Especially at that price point. Oh, he's mode. But West Ham, uh, Antonio, and he, he has remained fit. And he's getting bonus points every single time he plays. He's a machine. Except for when he got that red card. <laughs> Slight blip. Um, I can't call it on this game. I, I, I'd i like to think West Ham were the stronger side, but should be entertaining. Yep, I reckon this one's going to be a draw as well. I reckon it'll be a, maybe two-all draw. Yeah, two-all. I'll take that. Uh, last game of the, of the game week, you mentioned at the top, Liverpool versus Manchester City. Um, that's huge it's a huge game and public holiday Queensland Monday which means I get to watch this oh there you go uh, Alexander Arnold now FPL have got him listed as having a groin injury means 75% no but all he's the... gone down to 25% on FPL yep oh that must have literally changed within the last couple of hours it has um, because I was going to say all the chatter online is very much people talking about he might be out for a couple of weeks um, and stay tuned because later on we're gonna we've got a mailbag question that talks around maybe what to do with, with that situation um, because of some other circumstances that we'll get into then. So stay tuned for that. Um, you want to add anything else about this game? I mean, uh, Jesus did get the goal last week. They don't really have much in the way of a recognised striker. Um, they don't seem to care, and it doesn't seem to matter. Grealish is really settling in well at City. Um, Liverpool, yeah, outside of Alexander Arnold, should be will be at full strength. Um, what do you reckon? 
I think my only comments on this one are that as much as I've said avoid Salah, he's one of those players that has consistently demonstrated his ability to score. He can play in the big games. Yeah, score goals. He's their penalty taker. So he's not. He's never a bad shout for a, a no. captaincy armband. So if they're going to get points, Salah's definitely going to be involved. I think there'll be... I, I can't say definitely. I think I feel like there'll be goals in this game. Like it looked last week with the Chelsea City game that there might not be any. And you even called that before the game. Obviously, it did turn out to be 1-0. And it's very competitive. But I've got an inkling here that there's going to be some goals in this one. Maybe not a lot, but a couple. Um, couldn't say for sure who win. I, I guess on paper, City are the stronger side. But yeah, as you say, Salah is always up for the big games. And uh, it, could, it could go either way. Uh, if you literally don't have any other better options for your captain pick and you have Salah, then still do it I mean if in doubt right there's a few people um, probably looking to play their wild card this week um, I know you're even considering it too maybe spoiler alert because of all the flags but um, I think there's a bit of a turning point at this particular part of the season whereby the defenders are becoming quite popular picks and I know a lot of people are looking at players like Cancelo he's on both of our watch lists yep. Ruben Diash as well he's he's a solid pick um, seems to be getting consistent 90 minutes for um, for City uh, but this is one one of those weird game weeks where do you really want to pull the wild card, pull in a couple of Chelsea defenders, pull in a couple of City defenders when City's about to play a team like Liverpool? It's a bit mm. of a tough, bit of a tough thing to think Lots about. Lots to think about there, and we'll touch on that after the break when we talk about what we're going to do for game week seven. Because you meant, as you just mentioned, I might well play my wild card. I didn't mean to ruin the surprise, but Scott, it's okay. <laughs> Bench boss boys. Do you know what you're going to do for game week seven? You said at the top of the show you've already made your transfer. Yep, did it. Had to. Um, what, what had 200k it? in the bank and sure with a flag. Made me a bit nervous because the casuals tend to panic and sell. And <laughs> and so I panicked and sell. <laughs> Sold. Maybe, Sold? Maybe you're the casual. Maybe I am. Um, but I, I, I knew that in this fixture swing, I wanted Chelsea assets anyway, and I, I could not have afforded Rudiger if I did not sell Sa- uh, Shaw, because the rest of my defenders are pretty cheap, uh, excluding Trent. Yep. <laughs> Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Trent's got a big fuck-off injury. But uh, no regrets transfer made. Shaw out, Rudiger in. Rudiger's price has already increased. Shaw's, I think, is decreasing tonight. No, I think it already has. Okay, in that case, I... I, So you did the right thing. Yeah. So that means that you wouldn't have been able to... If you did that, if you went to do that now... Wouldn't have been able to You wouldn't have been able to do it. There you go. So sometimes it does pay to pull the trigger early. Well, Rudiger hasn't played in the Champions League. He could (laughs) still break his leg. Thank you. That gives us good balance. Um, Um, What else is going on? Captaincy, uh, yeah, as I said at the top of the podcast as well. Captaincy on Bruno friend Ronaldo Bruno's friend Ronaldo <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have Bruno anymore he's gone um, he can't even take fence um, yeah I'm going to play a 3-4-3 uh, four, uh, three, four, three, actually uh, Cody Sufal and Rudiger uh, I like those fixtures for my defenders Cody's playing Newcastle Sufal's playing Brentford and Rudiger's playing Southampton so hoping to pick up a couple of clean sheets there at, at least hopefully too um, Salah against City, Ben Rama, Harrison, Jota. Not super confident that Harrison's going to play the full 90 minutes. Again, I'm still kind of iffy about keeping him in my team. I think if I was to wildcard, he'd come out. Um, ben Rama, I'm still happy with. Um, and then up front, yeah, Ronaldo with the captaincy, Tony and Antonio playing each other. So, yeah, I've got th- I've got four of the Kings, uh, three of the Kings of the uh, season in mm. my team in Antonio, Ben Rama and Salah. 
So, yeah, hopefully I can get some points, I guess. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, yeah, I've just seen what you confirmed a minute ago that Alexander-Arnold is a red flag now, 25%. And as I look at my team, it's a shambles. I've got two <laughs> two red flags. I've got three yellows and an orange that's too many flags. That's six flags. I feel. I feel that's, like we. That's a theme park in America. <laughs> I feel like we've talked in the past about how many. Actually, you know what it was when a bunch of people played their wild cards. It was how many players. Yeah. Do you either need to get out or desperately need to get in to warrant your wild card? And I think I said it was five, and I'm looking at. I'd say that much because Rafinha will probably he'll probably play. Um, so, look. When when we talked about that, it was how many points hits would you need to take in yep. order for you? I said I said I don't know that I'd want to take more than an eight point hit, which is three transfers. But I yeah I see where you're coming from, but I I don't even look at it through a lens because I don't want to take any points hits ever. So what if I'm if oh, I've only so you've come a long way since last year. Are you yeah, proud of me? One I have. Um, my feeling is if I've only got four guys who are out. I feel like I should be able to field a team because you know me, my bench is always quite strong. Yeah, but I yeah, but that's the thing. If if you've only got four players out, you can make two, take a negative four. I th- I think four points are worth less than a wild card. That's what I'm. That's what okay, I'm getting okay. at. No, I think that, a wild card is point. the most powerful chip. Yeah. Now there's obviously another one, and that's the free hit. But that's sort of like a you got to play that when you absolutely have to. This is probably one of those times. Or oh, mm, because last season was weird because free hit was a good one where it was like, oh shit, someone's got a triple game week. Let's get all their players in for a week. Yeah, but I don't know how much that's actually going to happen this season. Top, it, top and, it, and it and it may not. And in which case, you may want to play your triple captain. Whatever you know, there's a couple of different choices there. But yeah. with your free hit here, and let's just just taking a look at the uh, fixtures, you could really target three Chelsea players. Yeah. Three United players, arguably as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, couple of couple of West Ham players, couple of Leeds players, couple of Wolves players. There's some teams to target. It's not a bad idea, and I'm sure there'll be other people in the same situation as me because you know I've got some popular players in my team: Alexander Arnold, Shaw, Rafinha, Basuma, Bamford, Ailing. Um, all the flags on them. So there'll be other people in the situation. So I think it's quite good for us to talk about these options, and that is really good the way you that you reference the fact that. Well, a minus eight point hit versus using your wild card now and not saving it for later. It's definitely food for thought. And the other thing too is straight after this game week, international uh, break. International break. So we, we we'll have a break from the podcast next week as well. Yeah, and uh, our mailbag question asks around that, so we'll we'll get into more. Do you say our mailbag? We've got more mailbag questions. I just haven't put them on the spreadsheet. Oh, they're they're on the Twitter. So they're on the popular. tweet. We've so got popular. tweets coming. Um. In. Yeah. So. You've actually, in a good way, you've given me a lot more to think about. So between now and game week deadline, I need to consider, because you're right, um, we have got the international break, so a lot of these flags will prob- probably lift. Um, I could even, oh, jeez, I don't know, man, too much to think about. I could do two transfers it's only get, right now, and it's only going to cost me minus four. That's what I, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Is minus four, is your, is your free hit worth more than four? Is your... Wild card worth more than, the wild card's worth more than four. The wild card I think is worth sixteen points. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if I, I mean, was, I if I was going to take a twelve point hit, I wouldn't. I'd use my wild card. 
Yeah. I, I reckon I'd probably cop an eight-point hit rather than, using, rather my than using my wild card, but I'm not in that position. I'm not in, your, I'm not in the same position as you. It's, it's a shit position it to be sucks. in. sucks. Yeah. And oh. it's not your fault, too. Oh. <laughs> That's, that makes it even worse. Well, you know, luck of the game, isn't it? All right, lots for me to think about. So tune in next week to find out what I did and how badly it went. Um, all right, we'll take our final break then. Um, we've got a question in the mailbag, um, which we'll get to first, and then you can do that Twitter thing, okay? Mailbag time. All right, the uh, question in the mailbag comes from Nick of Brisbane Meow. Uh, he says, given his current injury, is it worth selling Trent Alexander-Arnold or should I just bench him for game week seven as game week eight isn't until 16th of October? So he's referencing the, the international break there. I like the syntax of the question because it, it, it made it sound like given that Nick himself is injured, should he transfer out Trent? I like that. I get a little bit of humour out of that. Anyway, you clearly don't. I'll move on. Um, yeah. Should he, should he just bench him, he's saying? Just hold on to him. Are you with us? You, you okay, Scott? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what you were talking about. I don't. He do. said, given his current injury, but I kind of read it, you know, because I was saying Nick has said this, so it sounded like I was saying, given that Nick is injured, should he transfer out Trent Alexander? Spending too much time on this. Uh, <sighs> I'm in the same position. I've got uh, I've got Trent, and I've benched him. I've I benched him before his injury, and I benched him because he's playing Man City, and I thought to myself. They're at risk of conceding. I've got a strong four midfield and a strong three forwards, and I've got three defenders with better fixtures. I'm benching Trent, and I benched him before the thing. I don't think Man City's a great game. So he was going to be on my bench anyway. There you go. That's um, pre- I'd, I'd pretty hold definitive, on yeah. I'd hold on to him because I think, you know, 25% because he's got a knock. I mean, God, knocks are pretty – it's hard to know what a knock is. Mm. Uh, in my experience, if it just says knock – and it says 75% they play if they name the injury that doesn't that feels a bit more serious and the fact Stephen <laughs> Stephen the ankle injury um all right no I'm I, I don't think I've got anything to add to that one I think that's a good shout if that's your biggest concern this week stick him on the bench and as you say after the international break maybe he'll be okay maybe you fuck him off then What's what's Twitter saying then, Scott? Two questions from Twitter. The first one was just a generic, what qualifies for a person to be a guest on the show? Literally nothing. You don't have to have any qualifications to be on the show. I, all I said was... <laughs> we don't. FPL account. You have to be able to talk about FPL and you have to have a pulse. Low low bar. That's really low bar. We've only really had a couple of guests on this show. We've had Torrin, we've had Matt... I mean, Matt Matt wrote a book. That that was a high bar. That was very, yeah. (laughs) Matt wrote a book. Torrin just happened to be in the area. Um, I had some sage advice. Ben's been on a couple of times. It doesn't really take a lot to be on our podcast. The bar moves up and down a lot. Brutally honest. Just slide into our DMs if you ever want to be a guest on the podcast. Pick a topic. We'll we'll discuss it on the podcast. That definitely helps, but you're right. We're not too precious. If you want to come on and chat about FPL be our guest literally be our guest um sometimes we'll just bring you on for the last part and we'll just talk about your team what your what your transfer plans are and how your season's been going it's just nice to speak to someone who isn't scott um at bench boost boys on twitter let us know you can come on the show unless you're a psychopath or something but you know maybe we never even need to know about that um what's the other twitter thing it's not really an fpl question but i like it anyway go on who is the best aussie to play in the premier league he's not talking current Oh, can't be talking current. There aren't any. <laughs> there aren't any. Um, you go first. 
All right, so... No, but I'm just going to snatch it up and ruin it, but I guess we get to elaborate, right? No, because I, I disagree with what you said. Oh, okay. Well, I said, and this is, this is coming from a Leeds fan, I said Tim Cahill. And I think Mark Viduka. And Mark Viduka is amazing and I love him. I just think on balance, when I look at their Premier League careers, I think Tim Cahill had a bigger impact and was the better player. I think there's a lot of Australians that would probably be agreeing with you. Very few agreeing with me. A lot of people would probably say, no, it's not Mark Viduka. They'd probably say something like Harry Kuehl. Oh, fuck off. Very popular pick. Yeah, not for Leeds fans. Um, (laughs) That's a different story. Tell us it. Something, something Galatasaray. Um, look it up. Uh, oh, don't make me Google things. I'm not going to do it. Uh, some Leeds fans. Um, Just t- tell me the story. We got no- they're sore. How much, how much? How much time is on the? How much time have we? we we've got a couple of minutes. Tell so me the Leeds, tell me Leeds the- fans are sore because one, they felt that him and his agent were very mercenary when Leeds were in a lot of financial trouble, and he moved to Liverpool for like three million pounds. Um, and then after that, he ended up going to Galatasaray, who Leeds had some history with. When I don't know if you know much about Galatasaray, but historically, it's not. It's a pretty hostile place to go as an away fan, especially mm. in European games. And a couple of these fans got stabbed to death when Leeds went there in the early 2000s. Um, and the Galatasaray fans, you know, taunted them a lot about that. And it was. It, Literally bad blood. That's shit. Yeah, and Kiel and Kiel went there. I hate you, Harry Kiel. <laughs> uh, yeah, he went there, and it didn't. A lot of people are now are a bit over it. They're like, it's football. People move around different clubs. Yeah. Like it wasn't personal. It's you know that Galatasaray wanted him, and he was available, and it wasn't like he moved directly to them. He went Liverpool first, but yeah. So there's a bit of a sore point. Actually, I think he. I actually don't. Th- I think Harry Kuehl peaked very early in his career. Um, I don't. Th- I, I when he first came onto the scene at Leeds, amazing. It felt by second or third season, people had figured him out. He was still a good player, but he's not as good as Mark Viduka or Tim Cahill. Hmm. I think, I, and I might be wrong. I reckon Mark Viduka was one of the top goal scorers in the Premier League once. I reckon he at might some have got point. Like he was, boot. he was at Middlesbrough as well and did very well there. Um, yeah, probably not a bad shout that he got a golden boot. Incredible player, great hold up play, very skillful, good first touch for his size, um, and and a good goal scorer. Um, yeah, loved Viduka at Leeds. I just think that on balance overall, I think Cahill ever slightly better player, more impact, better legacy. That's my feeling. I know Cahill's career was a bit more recent. Don't think he won the golden boot. <laughs> he was the golden boot for uh, four leads. Yeah, that sounds right. Mark Viduka, class um, player. And actually, because I do remember, um, I do remember back in the day um, when I first started watching football. Actually, this is about five minutes ago. ago. Yeah, you don't even watch anymore. We've talked about this twice now in the last three weeks. <laughs> um, uh, Brett Emerson used to play for Blackburn Rovers, yeah, he was and right. I, when I first started watching football. I liked Blackburn. I just liked their kit. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and it was awesome that Brett Edmonton was playing there. So uh, I've got a soft spot for Brett Edmonton, but I think my answer would probably be Viduka Var- very closely followed by Tim Cahill. I want to give a special mention to Schwarzer just because of the amount of games he played in the Premier League. Yeah, and another special mention to Mark Bosnich because of the amount of cocaine he did when he was playing <laughs> in the Premier League. Allegedly. 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 There you go. Any other <laughs> any other special mentions for Aussies? There's not been nah. that many recently. Aaron Moy a couple of years ago for Huddersfield. Mm. 
Um, it's all dried up. Yeah. No, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, Matt Ryan. Brighton and Arsenal. And Arsenal, yeah, now he's gone. Um, Is it Sociedad now? Yeah, I think he went to Spain. Yeah. Um, there you go. So we reckon Cahill and Viduka, and I think those are two big shouts. Yeah. A little bit of non-FPL trivia there. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. Great right. questions. Thanks very much. Yeah. So at Bench Boost Boys, if you want to send us questions in or slide into the DMs to talk about coming on the show, we'd love to have you on. Um, don't forget to join the mini league if you haven't already. Q8ZM2S is the code. Uh, BenchBoostBoys.club is the website. I uh, hope you all have a fabulous game week, Scott. I hope you have an okay one and I hope I have a great one. We'll see you in two weeks after the international break. Good luck.